We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. This is From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. My guest today is Sarah Beth from Sarah Beth Yoga. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming on. So Sarah Beth Yoga is a YouTube channel. You now have over 600,000 subscribers. Um, very committed to providing, like you said, utility yoga, right? Things that people can actually go and use in their daily, I don't know if workout routine is the right um, thing, but just in their exercise routine and, and implement into their life to provide greater relaxation and, and just greater health overall, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, give me a little bit of your backstory. How did you get into this, in, into being a you know YouTube yoga guru? Like, how, how does that happen? Well, first it was YouTube uh-huh. because okay. I wanted the luxury of lifestyle design. I wanted passive income. I, um, pursued that through YouTube, not knowing how long of a runway that would be, uh, while I was making videos. This is way back in 2010. Okay. Way back. So in the day. 2010 is when you started uploading to YouTube. Yes. Okay, cool. And those videos were awful. They okay. were very cringy, just you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. They were poop. <laughs> okay. That's what they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were no good. Yes. Okay. And um, I made just videos sporadically about my life. And a year after I started making videos, I went to yoga teacher training. Okay. And I saw a lot of content in front of me that wasn't yet on YouTube. So I started making yoga videos. Okay. And you were like, this is a little niche I can feel right here. Yeah. yeah. And they started getting traction. Okay. So I started making more yoga videos. And at the time I was actually teaching, uh, in studio and I was doing donation based community classes, okay. which felt very fulfilling to me that mm-hmm. I could give yoga to a community who may or may not be able to afford it okay. in a daily basis. But then, um, that had to get shut down. My, I lost my location and I was like, well, I have YouTube and I'm, trying to put these on YouTube. So I'm going to double down on YouTube. And again, it wasn't very good, but I really had an effort there and a purpose. And then I realized that I'm not going to compete with the other yoga videos on YouTube because at that point there were quite a few more were coming on Mm -hmm. and I was going to teach my yoga because I had a community already that were looking for it. And I said, Oh no, it's okay that we're not doing this class. You can come to my yoga channel. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. But now I can reach a global audience. Yeah. You could still provide that for free for them. And they could just tune in, turn it on, and then, um, you know, do their exercise, do their yoga routine to that. Absolutely. That's awesome. And um, so how did you land on the style of yoga that you're doing? Like, for example, um, a lot of the stuff like white screen kind of um, videos where it's just very clearly you on there doing the pose um, in real time, that kind of thing. How, um, how, how did you land on that decision creatively? So it all began with, in the beginning, I was rearranging every room in the house to make a video mm-hmm. because I thought that every video had to be staged differently for some okay. reason. Yeah. What, like, I don't know why I was thinking that. And I wasted hours like moving mattresses against walls. And then I thought maybe I don't have to do it that way. 
So I started filming in one location and then I didn't care for the clutter and the distraction. I think there is a benefit to having a home feel sure. to the mm-hmm. videos. Yep. But then I had an opportunity to film in a yoga studio that I was teaching out of and I took it and it was very minimal. Yeah. And I liked it because my yoga is to the point and I don't want people to be distracted by what's on screen. I don't even want them to look at the screen, but I'm there in case they need a demonstration. So I really aim to make my voice the, which is gone right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the key player in their practice. So I moved and that studio was no longer an option. And I sought out a production team, saw a psych wall, which is that white infinity backdrop. Yeah. And thought, this is perfect. Yeah. This is minimal. This is just yoga. Mm-hmm. And it's been like that since. Yeah, that's that's been your focus. That's awesome. So the name of the podcast is From Poop to Gold. And for those of you for those of you listening and wondering what the extra sounds are, we are in a convention space. So <laughs> you might be hearing a little bit of that going on. But um, when we say from poop to gold, what comes to mind for you in either your career or personal life of going from a crappy situation and turning it into something positive? I think I'd have to go back to being diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Okay. I was diagnosed when I was eight years old. Oh, okay. misdiagnosed Early when I was on. six years old. Okay. And I've been symptomatic since I five was five years old, as far as I know. And in the beginning it was just I just that's my life. That's how it was. I have lots of medication. I was on steroids. I have very strict diets. I'm limited in the things I can and cannot do. I have to be very aware of where the closest bathrooms are. I have to be okay with talking about bathroom talk mm-hmm. and talking about So that's one poop. of the sim- symptoms is just um a I'm guessing a, just a sporadic like bowel kind of issue. I, yeah. I, I don't know a whole lot yeah. about it, to be honest. But it's well, it's an autoimmune disease that um, goes in remission and flares. Okay. And um, when it flares, it, there's so many symptoms. And uh, because it's autoimmune, a lot of people react differently. Yeah. Um, so it can be anything from constipation mm-hmm. and, and pain mm-hmm. um, and ulcers and bleeding. Mm. Um, and it can also be um, urgency and swelling which okay. feels like urgency mm. and it, and it's embarrassing and yeah. a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But as I got older, realizing that I need to talk to the people closest in my life, I need to be open about it when I'm dating people. There's a point where that has to come up Yeah, and I, I'm not going to be embarrassed. It's my life. This is who I am. Yeah. And then I got this platform and I can talk on this platform and I can talk openly. And as I started opening up about, I have ulcerative colitis And I'm not afraid to talk about these things. And these are the other things that have helped me so much. I have squatty potties on every toilet in my home. I gift gift people squatty potties. (laughs) You know, like I had people write back to me telling me that I gave them permission to be okay with their bodies and their conditions. And some maybe had a different condition. Yeah, different condition. Yeah. But the same principle. Yeah. Uh And to be able to stand up and inspire and motivate people just because I'm living my life the way I am. That to me feels like gold. Yeah, that is awesome. That's great. Because like you said, it's, 
it's kind of a rough thing to go through that, to know that you have something that other people are like, what are they going to think about this? But then to get to a point where you're just like, you know what, this is just who I am. I'm going to be okay with this. If they're not, that's more of their problem than mine. But then empowering other people to realize, oh, you can have a mindset change about this. You don't have to go through your life just being embarrassed all the time and, and not wanting to talk about it or, or deal with the issue because you're always just kind of sweeping it underneath the rug. So that's, that's huge. Um, what sources have you looked to, to kind of, I guess, coach you as well to get, to continue, to continue your learning, um, as you kind of continue that down this career path of teaching others about yoga. So I went to my yoga teacher training mm-hmm. and that was back in 2010, mm-hmm. uh, when I first started my YouTube channel. And when I was there, I learned, I mean, it was immersive. You learned so much. And I also learned about yoga philosophy Mm. and it was the first time in my life that I thought, wow, this really aligns with my own beliefs Mm -hmm. and I loved it. But something that I really strive for as a yoga teacher is to make it very easy and clear for anybody to walk in and understand and grasp. It's, I want it to be more of a welcoming and accessible, um, practice. And so I also found that some of the same principles are in personal development. Some of the Mm, same principles are in a lot of people's faith. Yeah, absolutely. And and so for me, I, my own practice is an inspiration because it reminds me on a constant daily basis that we're all the same. We're all made up of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. We all feel the same things on the inside. Like we are one Mm -hmm. namaste. Mm Mm-hmm. But then I go to externally, um, self-development, personal development, business development, and everything that I'm learning somehow gets blended right into my own yoga and my teaching because yeah, I can string together a bunch of poses and make a beautiful sequence, but what I theme it with is what people take home. Mm, That's very cool. So I haven't gotten extensively into yoga as far as like the stretching and that kind of thing i do a lot of yogic breathing though especially to deal with stress yeah so i've found at times i can get really stressed out when i'm on a set because there's a lot of pressure because there might be tens of thousands of dollars being spent on a given day and everything's quote-unquote riding on the director or the creative director that's overlooking the project and so that can be really stressful and so I've had these moments, especially like on the original, I remember on the original Squatty Potty um, video that when we were shooting, it was just a ton of stress because I had never done anything of that magnitude. And I was literally noticing my body like, like freezing up, but like, I, I don't even know that I would have known to recognize what was happening at the time, but it was essentially some sort of like an anxiety attack of, of some kind happening. And so I went off and I did these breathing yoga, um, uh, this breathing yoga exercise where I did, I forget the names of them. One's arms up over the head, breathing in and out through the nose. Um, it's Bell's breath is what I think the name of it is. And another one is, um, one that I think balances the left and right brain where you cover a nostril on each side, yeah, alternating nostril breathing. And that I've just found to be tremendously helpful, both for, um, relaxing my body, making so I'm less stressed, but also, um, energizing. And, um, 
so uh, as part of my faith, we don't actually drink coffee. And so there's no like caffeine pick me up kind of thing. And so like oxygenating your body is huge when it comes to lift, mm. boosting your energy levels when you're doing that like deep diaphragm kind of breathing. And so I found that to be extremely helpful. But anyway, just side note on my own yoga, yoga experience. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that's the thing is that yoga, a lot of people think that yoga is just this physical thing. You have to be a gymnast to do it. You have to look like this and you have to understand. No, yoga is like more of this umbrella of practicing mindfulness, body awareness. I mean, just the fact that you're able to become aware of the physical sensations that manifested out of your anxiety. And then you took control yeah. through your breath. Yeah. Like, it's hugely empowering. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, I guess, what are, what are some of the cool things you've got going on right now with your, with your business? Like you mentioned, like, um, before this interview, we, you, you were talking to me a little bit about how you go through your filming process and some of those cool things, but, um, you've got, you said you have some sort of a su subscription that, um, that your followers are able to take advantage of. What's, what's that about? Yeah. So I have a Sarah yoga membership Okay, and it has the entire suite of members only apps, iOS, Android, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV. It allows members to download videos within the app, just like Spotify. Mm -hmm. So you can take these yoga videos and use them up at the cabin at the gym or wherever you don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, it also has a bunch of members only content, full length yoga classes, yeah. like 45 to 90 minute yoga classes, programs, calendars. I have over 400 yoga videos that you can use. So let me give you a calendar that I've curated myself telling you what videos to do and when, so you can achieve your goals. And we have a private community, which I think might be the best part because they're so loving and supportive and we all practice these calendars together. Yeah. And I would assume from, for the success of your business, as far as a revenue stream goes, that you probably rely on that side of things even more than you do like on YouTube ads or something along those lines. The membership site 10X to my business. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> when did you launch with that? Two years ago. Two years ago. Good. That's great. So you're able to build up to that and really bring a lot of value to your community as well as, like you said, bring a lot of value back to your business as well so you can continue to produce great content going forward. Awesome. Is there anything that I should have asked that I haven't asked yet for you, Sarah Beth? Yeah. I have two beautiful, tiny humans. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you're a, you're a mother, obviously. Yeah. That's awesome. You've got um, little children. That's great. Yeah. And a wonderful husband. And yeah. um, I've always been looking for other models or not models, but women to model women who are running businesses and also families. Yeah. And, and now I'm like, I want to be that person. I want to show you that it can be done. Mm hmm. That's fantastic. I love that side of it because there's, that's a tough act to juggle right there. Yeah. Being a mom and a business owner. I mean, that's huge. And to juggle all that with family. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, I can't imagine what, <laughs> what that's like. I mean, it's, it's hard enough being a dad, even with a full-time mom at home, which uh -huh. is our case. But anyway, 
Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was really good to talk to you. And I've got a gift here for you. This is our book from Poop to Gold. One more unicorn thing in your house, <laughs> if you haven't already got some. But um, this goes over the three creative pillars of Harmon Brothers that we feel like are foundational to our success of creative, um, creative culture, creative processes, and creative partnerships. And um, Thank for you. yeah, no problem. And for our audience, where would you like to point them to look you up? YouTube.com slash Sarah Beth Yoga. And then my membership site is at sarahbethyoga.com. Awesome. Thank you all for joining us and listening. Be sure to subscribe so you can get more great content coming up. And we'll see you on the next one.